0: Two and three, welcome to Almost Road Podcast. This is Almo Adore, Adore, and um, I have my friend Alfonso Fernandez. He is a, a film director. And, um, bro, can you introduce yourself? Yeah,
1: hey, I'm Alfonso Fernandez,
0: and uh, <laughs> how are you guys? And they're, they're probably great They're listening to us now. And, um, uh, wh- wh- where are you from, bro?
1: Well, I was born in Margate in 1986, um, in, that's in Florida. I grew up in Miami, and right now I currently reside in the outskirts of Fort Lauderdale. So I'm basically a Florida boy and I uh, have lived here my whole life.
0: Uh, okay, so in terms of your worldview, how would you identify? Uh,
1: can you elaborate on that? Like, What do you mean in particular? Yeah, maybe have...
0: philosophical beliefs, uh, political, oh. religious beliefs?
1: Okay, well, I consider myself a Messianic Jew. Okay, uh, which is for those who don't know, is basically Jew for Jesus.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, what's the difference between a Messianic Jew and a Christian? Uh,
1: the only difference is that um, Christians were once Gentiles that you know got converted to believe in Christ, but they don't follow the um, all of the laws that were uh, instituted specifically for the Jewish people. So, for instance, the uh, Gentiles all they got to do is you know follow the Ten Commandments, whereas the Jews have a set of additional laws that they have to follow but if though if the you know traditional christian doesn't follow those laws it doesn't matter because they wasn't instituted to, it, it wasn't instituted to them by god it was instituted specifically for the jews but those who've come to accept christ who are christians they just got to follow the 10 commandments
0: okay but what about like um for example the, the verse in the new testament who's that says that there there is no greek or gentile or or jew or male or female Uh, we're all the same now thanks to jesus christ how would you take that verse
1: yeah that is true but the thing is i believe what that verse is meaning is that because we are one with christ no one is better than the other that's what i take that verse whenever i read it but the thing is what most people don't understand is that you know the lord himself did say i have not come to change the law i've come to fulfill it which means the law still stands that were set to the jews and then there's anybody that comes after that you know comes to accept christ that is not a jew you know they just got to follow the basic 10 commandments they don't have to follow the additional laws because as i stated before that's specifically for the jews
0: i guess that goes deep into how what we define the as what the law is you know for you what is the law
1: you know like um only serving god no don't worship false idols you know observe the sabbath honor your father and mother don't kill uh, do not steal, don't commit adultery, don't bear false witness, don't covet. Yeah, but
0: I, you know, I was asked uh, I, uh, about this my, myself uh, a long time ago. And, you know, how I answered what the law is, is that I w- it would be Jesus' answer of what the law is or, or what the greatest commandment is. And that the, the, the law basically is that to love God above all things and with all your mind, your heart, your soul. And then uh, the same goes with the love your neighbor as yourself, you know and you can't obey one and not the other. It goes both ways. And I think right uh, yeah and so I think that's the law basically and and if you if you don't do any of that, then you're breaking it. So for me, like it, the law is actually the same for both Christians and uh jew uh messianic jews but how would you differentiate what a from someone who is who is uh uh from jewish ancestry why what makes them different
1: um because you know the jewish people were basically the first group of people that god revealed himself to because remember back in those days they had multiple gods. They had Zeus. They had, you know, all these, you know, different gods that they were worshipping. And, um, you know, the Jewish people were the first one to actually acknowledge that there was one God. And what I mean by that, I mean because by, I know before, you know, they had Abraham and Noah and all of them. They knew there was one God. But like what I'm saying is after that, like you had many different cultures you know, believing in one thing, you know, there was they, they there's some people, the Buddhism that believes in their beliefs, and then you got the people that believe in Krishna and all these things. And so the Jewish people were the first one to witness God's power and acknowledge that there was one God. And then they became his chosen people in that regard. And then he gave them a, a set of laws to follow. And the laws that he gave them were binding forever until the, you know, I guess until the... The heaven and earth pass away, and then the new one is created. So, even the Lord said it like, not one letter of law would be done away with until you know these things have been completed. So, um, in my opinion, the only separation that there is is that you know they were the first to acknowledge that there was one God, and then after Christ came and the disciples started preaching amongst the world and showing you know the power of God and, and Christ and everything that that's when, you know, all these other false gods, you know, started to, um, I guess, not really disappear because there's still people that believe in it, but the ones that witnessed the disciples, they started leaving their old ways and coming to accept Christ, and then they kept passing it off from generation to generation, and of course they became Christians because of the fact that, you know, they couldn't institute the Jewish laws on them, except, like you said, loving God and loving your neighbor yourself, which is basically the Ten Commandments. Um that's why I said the only separation is the fact that the Jewish people still observe the, you know, the the dietary laws and all these other things that they have to do, um, because God said it was binding forever and it couldn't be taken away. So until you know, heaven and earth pass away. So because of that, it's like even though Christ came, the Jewish people still have to uh, do their best to follow it. Whereas, like I said, the Christians they really don't. They just gotta abide by the Ten Commandments.
0: Okay. And uh, well, how I look at the law is that you know be, um, I think the God really uh, treated the Israelites special because out of the Israelites would be a deep promise to which to uh, he made to mankind, and I think that promise is Jesus Christ, you know, and that's why it was uh, uh, important that uh, that jesus be descended from david uh, from and from all the patriarchs because i think that in order for jesus to to actually be the the fulfillment uh, to this promise is that he could be demonstrably the perfect priest uh, the perfect king the perfect uh prophet and, perfect, uh, and the perfect and 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 so uh, when when we talk about who jesus is is that or the who israelites is is that they are the people as to who where to who jesus christ will be descended from you know and when we talk about who jesus christ is and what he stands for uh, i guess that for me i think that that his uh, crucifixion and resurrection is the fulfillment of the law. I think that was the and that and I think that the the Jew, Jewish law for example, the sacrifices, the obe- obeying uh, the, the 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 laws of like washing and, and all that stuff, you know. I think that's part of like foreshadowing the the event of Jesus Christ's death and resurrection, you know, it, it, for it, it is right, and you know when you, you when you when a Jewish person, for example, a Jew, for example, sacrifices a a, a lamb that is that is has no blemish, you know, it, it is, yeah. you know, and you look at that that this lamb is innocent; it's not doesn't deserve to die but is that it's sacrifice you know it, it's I guess it gives the Jewish people an image of the of the gift that Jesus Christ will become someday you know and John the Baptist was asked looked at Jesus when uh, the first time he saw him, and that behold like he said the the lamb of God you know <laughs> so but so, so to me like I guess that that there's really no difference between a Messianic Jew and a Christian. But but I guess that if you want to be culturally Jewish, uh I, I don't think that uh that that there should be a problem with that and that I think that's okay. Well yeah, you
1: gotta remember Christian people don't celebrate Hanukkah or True. any other little Jewish holiday, which is yeah. why it's the separation. I mean uh, if they mm-hmm. would, then you can say yeah, but they don't. So, I I guess um, I guess so. But I guess they're not they're not obligated to follow them whereas like I stated the Jewish people it's this is student in the Torah mm-hmm. you got to celebrate this like you know as a as a remembrance like Passover all that stuff. I guess I so, true
0: true, true. Uh, Yeah. And and you know like um, there are like uh discussions in um wait uh can I pause for a minute? Yeah, so uh, what I was what, what I was saying was that um, y- you're right, and in in the revelations, you know, the, there are some interpretations that in like in the millennium kingdom, I'm, I'm yeah, sure you're brother. familiar with that. Yeah, that that the the Jewish uh, people will be will be treated differently, uh, or or like uh, separate from from other uh, Christians. right and i i guess that it is um it is i think essential for the jewish people to retain their identity because it's part of the fulfillment of prophecy too but but that's my own my, my own opinion when it comes
1: to is when it comes to islam i i've read most of the most of the quran and i just it is what i believe the Quran is is basically, and there might be a text mm-hmm. about this, but I basically think that um, all that mm-hmm. Muhammad did was basically took like stories of the Bible that were already existing, just compiled it together, add a few things of his own, and said it's from God. Which in a way, <laughs> you could technically say it was from God, the parts that were from the Bible. So like the story of Adam and Eve, that technically is the word of God. But the problem with it is that it got tainted because they started adding stuff that is not true. Like, um, and one of my proof of this is, it's is been brought to my attention that the Gospel of Barnabas says exactly what the Quran says about Jesus not being crucified and that it was someone else in, this, in his place. And so when you look at that and see that Muhammad said it, it and it says that it's there, like, that clearly, they just took that from the Gospel of Barnabas. If you look at stories like the story of Abraham, you know, in fact, I felt bad because David Wood was talking about this, and I'm sure you know who David Wood is. I, I really respect him. But uh, he was reading from the Quran yeah, yeah. a story about um, about how Abraham was in the fire and he, he didn't get burned. That actually did happen, and it's actually notated in the book of Jasher. Now, the book of Jasher isn't in the Bible, however, it is considered canon by Jews because of the fact that. It's basically one a history book of like you know the Jewish people, and also in those in those collections it does have you know a lot of uh, you know religious things that happened. Like it goes more into details about certain things, and in one of them, you know Abraham's father used to worship, you know a uh, he he uh, was like a, a, an idolater. And had like st- has statues and would pray, and Abraham would basically go to his father and say, "Why are we praying to something that we made? That's clearly not God." And you know he questioned, and he, he believed that he's like he's like I don't believe a God could have like a, a statue and be created, and you know to my knowledge, God's you know inferior in that, you know for a lack of better words. And so he started to you know worship the one true God, and because he had destroyed like the uh, the 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 idols, they wanted to kill him for that. So they basically threw him in a fire but God protected him from that fire and that same story is in the Quran. But that story came from the book of Jasher which is way older than the Quran. So when you start looking at the Quran and the stories in it, it seems that it was just a compilation of like taking, oh I like this portion of, of this book, I'm going to add it here and just put it together and create your, your, your own book and just slap a few words of your own uh, words to it and say it's the word of God. Well in a way like I said, it could be the word of God but it's not when you start adding fabrications to it that doesn't that isn't necessarily true and it's my belief that that's what happened with the Quran now you're going to have a lot of people that disagree particularly the muslim community but quite frankly if you look at like the holy books and go through them you can definitely see that all he did was just basically carbon copy and if copyright existed back then he would have been charged with plagiarism so Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so that's why <laughs> yeah, I say would. like to me those books, sure. uh, the Quran, uh it, it's in a way, like I said, in a way it is the word of God, but in a way it's not because all he did was basically copy and copy the Bible and parts of like the New Testament that of the of the what is the the Gnost- not the was it the Gnostic Gospels? Yeah, the Gnostic the ones that created a lot of tension that they got rid of like the mm-hmm. Gospel of Barnabas, which is not you know, is not even reliable because that dated back to if I'm not mistaken, like about um 200 or 300 years after christ so no one's going to believe something that isn't of the first century which is what the gospel of barnabas was and why we don't consider it canon and because it contradicts the bible and you know when you have more gospels from the same time period of first century saying the same thing about jesus that he was crucified you're not going to believe something that came out hundreds of years later so um that's basically what the quran did was just take all these stories and put together and uh, i don't have the proof of it but when you read it and t- put the stories together that's Clearly, what the case was.
0: Yeah, yeah and uh, but for for me, I guess that when I think that when Muhammad, I he prob he might have, um, read the the Bible because you know like Christianity was a big thing in in even in already in 600 AD, right? And it's probably a lot of circulating uh, texts about the, both the Old Testament, and the new, the and the New Testament, you know and i think he saw something that it, for in the in the, the stories that he didn't like for example he he didn't he he I, he had an idea or concept that a prophet of god shouldn't do things like for example lot like ha- have, an, have have sex with his daughters or david kill a woman or or abraham who, who lies you know um, he, he made a lot of corrections for from the, for the biblical figures, and I guess that this goes that deep into the, his understanding of what merit or how essential merit is for for a Muslim for and for him, and that you, your actions should 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 be uh should, that at least that you being someone who who is a prophet should be reliable you know and, and it's more of a reputation thing that rather than how the concept of sin in in christianity or Jew, Jew, judaism and that and that the condition of man the acceptance of the condition of man that man is sinful inherently and that he that they're totally totally deprived of being able to uh, uh, reach God, you know.
1: I could agree with that in, in a way as well because, um, for instance, mm-hmm. the Torah says you're not supposed to eat camel. So he probably heard of that and is like, but I like to eat camel; it tastes good. I'm gonna say that we can't eat camel." You know, so he's probably right. He probably did take the parts that you know he didn't mm-hmm. like and just altered it. But again, you're changing the word of God and the, and, and the Torah just say, let no man change what God has said, you know. So anybody who changes or adds, adds to the Bible, you're yeah. basically endangering yourself of, of sending yourself to hell by doing that. So that's why I, you know, I try to, you know, do my best not to go that route. I just basically, you know, follow the, the laws that the, our Lord uh, Christ said and try to obey him as best as I can. You know, we're all sinners. We all sin every day and so once you sin you just repent immediately right away because you never know when it's your last day here
0: yeah <laughs> and, and i guess that um what's interesting about it is that um for example if you're a muslim you know it, you you sort of have like a uh, like count your your good deeds and uh, compare it to your bad deeds you know and because uh, as i said it says in the quran like you will be uh, you will know every atom of what you did what you did in judgment day but but for a christian it, it, it's it, it's not really that case you, you will probably be there is a judgment day in christianity but you will probably be like um presented all your bad deeds and good deeds but the at at the end is that it's jesus who you will be who you will be relying on and and what who uh, to who Jesus is, and what exactly. He did for you—that's gonna count.
1: Yeah, and I to say that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's a big—that's a big problem for Muslims because, like you said about the scale, Muslims do believe. Oh, the more good deeds you do, your the more good deeds you do is gonna outweigh your bad deeds, and we all know that God. The only way He ever forgave sin was through sacrifice. So Muslims thinking that they're forgiven, and again, if they're hearing, I'm, I'm sorry to, to like, you know upset you, but the only way you're atoned for your sins is through sacrifice. Sacrifice is even mentioned in the Quran. Now, the only way to be forgiven is through the shedding of blood. So when Adam and Eve sinned, God did do a sacrifice for them. Remember, he slaughtered that animal and gave him a covering. That was the foreshadowing.
0: Yeah, but what what specific verse in the Quran says that you should uh, Well, it does, it does, there's be, no verse in the Quran uh, that says that, what, sac- that sacrifice? Yeah, only
1: uh, sacrifice is forgiveness. But what I'm saying is it does mention sacrifice like in, in in the story of Abraham about that. You know, it mentions it mentions about sacrificial, but it doesn't necessarily say that it's the only way to be saved. Hence why there's thinking this whole scale of, oh, do more good deeds than bad deeds and you'll go to heaven. That's why they get the concept from it. It doesn't specifically say in the Quran that you... Or require sacrifice, so, and that's where the problem fails. Maybe Mohammed, like you said, because I said I could, I, I could agree with what you said that he took the parsley and the like. Maybe maybe Mohammed looked at a, at a at a, at a lamb. is like I liked I like lambs. I think they're cute. To me personally, I think lambs are ugly. God forgive me. But maybe Mohammed thought they were cute and it's like I'm not going to slaughter that. I'm going to say we don't have to do that. You know, so I won't even mention it. So maybe he did that. You know, and because he didn't like the whole sacrifice thing, thinking that animals are innocent, they should be punished for what we do. And that's why in his logic, well, good, seed, good deeds wait out the bad days and you go to heaven. Well, and you may think that will get you to heaven, but it won't. Because once you sin, that's it. You violate God's law. You're, you 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 deserve death. And so the only way to be atoned is through sacrifice. God did it in the garden with Adam and Eve when they sinned. He slaughtered that animal, had him cut and, and used, used its skin to cover them. You know? And, by the way, uh, in mm-hmm. the book of Dasher, that, that same thing covering that uh, Adam and Eve had, it got passed down a few generations. And I forgot where it got lost at, but they had passed it down for a few generations. Um, and actually, it was a covering. It's amazing. But anyhow, so they had, had they had that. And so they were already atoned for their sin. Now, afterwards, they had to do usual sin. That is why, remember the story of Cain and Abel? Cain... Did a offering that was was unpleasing to God, but Abel did a good one. Abel slaughtered, you know, offered the first of his sheep, or I was a sheep, I forget the animal. He basically took one of his animals, offered the offered the first one, you know, the fruit the fruity of the one, slaughtered it, gave it a sacrifice to God. God was happy, and then he looks at Cain's offering, which I would com- I would compare Cain to Muhammad, you know. Oh, this is my offering. I got good deeds. Here you go. Here's some mm-hmm. here's some fruits. Uh, <laughs> no, that's not what I want. You see. And then Cain got upset because that he he didn't satisfy God. He all he had to do was ask God, but he didn't. He did on his own free will, which is why they said it's always good to come to God first before you do anything. Because you know if you don't listen to him, you're gonna you're not gonna please him. So you know as a result, Cain killed Abel mm-hmm. because you know Abel was favored more upon um, God than Cain is because Cain didn't do the right thing with sacrifice. So if you go throughout the Old Testament, there's always about a sacr- sacrificial system for the atonement of sins. So with the Quran, it doesn't state about sacrifice that is the you know way to salvation. Which is why, as I stated before, the Muslims think the scale that you mentioned oh good deeds over bad deeds, which is not going to get you to heaven because God never forgave sins. So any time a Muslim prays, unless you're a child Muslim who is exempt because you know you're innocent, um, if you're praying to God, He ain't hearing you. Because the only way through God, as we know, is through the Son, right? So if you're not going through the Son, your prayers are not heard. Anybody who prays to God without praying to the Son isn't going to get a message from God. Because he cannot hear you. Because your sins are are separating you from him. Mm -hmm. And unless you accept Christ as the Mm -hmm. Messiah, you know, he's not going to acknowledge you. The only way God would is if you're in the jungle in the middle of nowhere, never heard of Jesus, in which case God is a loving God and compassionate merciful God. If he knows that, he's not going to punish you because you have no knowledge. But once you have knowledge and you reject it, you know, there's no excuse for you. The Muslims have heard, you know, or not Muslims, um, follow. I'm going to say followers of Islam because Muslims basically Muslim basically means submitted to God. So, you know, technically I'm Muslim, you're a Muslim because we're submitted to God. But I'm going to say the followers of Islam, you know, there. They've been they've been they've been notified of the gospel. They reject it. They like no nope, no. Nope, Jesus is not God. that's not possible. Man cannot become man. Cannot be a god. Etcetera etcetera etcetera. They heard of it. They reject it. So any prayer that they do will not be heard.
0: And the the thing is that um I th- I guess that in terms of like um does God like look at your good deeds or bad deeds. I think in a way, in Christianity or uh, Judaism, and Islam, they they're similar in that. But the thing, the difference is that on man's ability, like it, it, it for it, because in Christianity, it's a presupposition that you're a human being, and you're you're in it, you're sinful, and uh, no matter how hard you try, you will always falter because you're a human being, you know, and and um god's standard is is perfection that that's that's it you can only go to heaven if if you're perfect but but and but but the and in, in christianity it emphasizes that that it's, in a way it's a subst- substitutional sacrifice as displayed in 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 jewish uh, pra- tra- uh practices of uh sacrific- sacrificing a lamb that that the perfection that God will look at is not mine personally, but Christ's. So, in a way, that's how I identify. I identify with Christ, and that through Christ and me sharing his identity, I, God sees me as, a, as perfect, but not because of me, exactly, exactly. but because of Jesus, you know? and that's, a, that's the beauty of it. But in, in, in Islam or, or other religions, you know, I think that if you just rely on your own, your personal self, your personal merit, you're never going to pass God's standard. That, that's, that's what I think. And you're
1: you know? 100% correct about that. 100% correct. No one's going to be able to do it. That's why it says, I forgot which part in, in the New Testament, but it says that is why it says if you fail, You know we have one mediator, with you know, which is you know Jesus Christ, which is why if we fail and we sin, He picks us up and atones us for the sin we committed. And uh,
0: but I want to ask you then personally, Carlos, like, who is Jesus to you, and what is His impact? Jesus to me
1: is the living God, the Alpha the Omega, you know, the first and last, the one who created everybody, and uh, He's our Savior. He came down. and went you know born through mary the virgin and he came to die for our sins so that we could be reconciled unto him because of our you know failures and weaknesses that cause us to sin and only through him are i get into heaven and what he's done in my life is well he gave me the greatest the greatest gift that anyone could give me which is salvation and that when i leave you know assuming it Assuming I, you know, don't live to see the second coming, if I die prior to that, you know, when I physically die, you know, my soul will not go into hell It will go, you know, straight into paradise. So, that's the greatest gift that anyone could ever give me is eternal life. You know, who, who wouldn't want that? Who, I mean, who wouldn't want to live forever and not have to worry about getting young or getting sick and, you know, and just being happy all the time? Like, that's the greatest gift you could ever get. So, I mean, to me, he's, he's my superhero. Whenever, whenever someone asks me who's my favorite superhero, I say Jesus Christ, and they're like, no, for real. I'm like, I'm for real because he's a, he's like Superman, you know? He's my Superman. With the exception of kryptonite, nothing can hurt him, not even kryptonite.
0: <laughs> but the thing, I guess that it, in a way he was hurt. He was he did suffer yeah, so he much did. in crucifixion, he and, did. But here's and the even thing. in his normal uh, this life. this is what
1: I mentioned because a lot of Muslims always bring that up. Oh, how can how can how, how can Jesus be God if he died? And I said, listen, the reason why he had to be born through Mary is because he had to come in a body that had to, that was able to be killed. Because if you remember Abraham, he appeared to Abraham, but when he appeared to him, he he appeared to him like Superman. If you tried to stab him, you know the 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 steel would just bent right off. You know he was he appeared to Abraham in an unkillable state. So the only way he could be in a killable state was to be born in the flesh flesh that was able to be killed and that's what a lot of people don't understand in fact i debate jehovah witnesses sometimes and they say oh no man can see god i said oh really genesis 18 who appeared to abraham it said he it said three men appeared and abraham bowed down to one now let me tell you in the bible it says no one's allowed to bow down to anybody but god alone right so if he was bowed down to an angel if you know the bible mm-hmm. as pretty much well as i do in Daniel 9, when Daniel tried to praise Gabriel, he said, No, 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 no. I'm just a servant of God. Only God is to be worshipped. You know, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. And so Abraham appeared before the Lord. He saw Jesus Christ in the, right there in front of him. But in, you know, a state that, like I said, was unkillable. If someone tried to kill him, it wouldn't be able to be done. So in order for him to be in a killable body... He had to be born in the flesh as a regular human being in order to be able to do the sacrificial system that was required. And another thing that I want to tell you is that I was trying mm-hmm. to debate this uh, this Jewish guy not too long ago, and he, I, I, he decided not to debate me because the answers I was giving him, he felt like I was making up my own doctrine. But uh, he was saying, no, seriously, he, he did because, you know, he was telling me, he said, oh, how can you believe Jesus is God? When the Bible says God is not a man, and then I asked him was a simple question. I said, Were we not made in the image of God? He says, Yes, we were. And I said, So then that means God looks like man. And then he started to say, Oh no, but we were, we were, we were made in the image, meaning knowing right from wrong. And I'm saying, Are you calling the Torah a liar? Because according to, according to the Torah, according to the Torah, <laughs> we did not know right from wrong until we ate the forbidden fruit. So then how does knowing right wrong and having attributes apply to image of god image means an actual physical form and that is and Whoa. if you take the second commandment that, thou shalt not make any graven, graven images of anything on heaven above or earth below so what is image to god image is a physical thing like a statue so if we were made in the image of god that means we were like molded in no way like a statue mm-hmm. to look like God,
0: uh, but, but I would look at, at but I would like present m- more arguments about uh, like theophanies in the Old Testament. Like for example, like um, the uh, I think it was Jacob who was wrestling with God. You know that image itself yeah, he that was. Uh, he was. God can manifest Himself and in, in however He wants and and
1: it. it yeah, yeah, but yeah. not necessarily because the, the Genesis one twenty eight does specifically state, or was it twenty seven? I it's either one twenty six, one twenty seven, one twenty eight. When God says, um, and in fact, He was talking. The Father was talking to Jesus because He said, "Let us make mm-hmm. man in our image, after our likeness." You know, so our image and our likeness. So, if someone wants to contribute attributes, attributes could be considered our likeness. But first, He says our image. So, the way mm-hmm. we look is our image, and then our likeness, meaning having love, compassion. If someone wants to consider attributes, then that could be added into that. But with the our image part is what we physically look like. And not only that, the Lord Christ himself did say, those who have seen me have seen the Father. So if he's saying, if those who have seen me have seen the Father, clearly clearly that's what God looks like. Ten hands, or ten... 10 fingers 10 toes or however you want to say ears eyes you know the whole mm-hmm. the whole enchilada
0: yeah and uh one one of the best arguments i think is that um uh of, of god himself uh, i guess that the the conversation that that jesus and the father had when he, jesus christ was on, on the cross you know and that, and I forgot the specific one, but, but I guess that. But you know, it, uh, especially how the Jew, the Jews or the Pharisees, like accused Jesus of blasphemy, and that, and that he was claiming to be God himself. You know, that's what it looked like to a lot of to to the Jews who understood the Torah, and that speaks a lot of how how what how Jesus uh, presented himself in that culture
1: right but Jesus did but Jesus did say he was uh, he was um, God because when they asked him um, that said oh you're not even 50 years old and you claim to see Abraham and he said before yeah, Abraham was true. I am when he was making that I am statement he was mm-hmm. saying he is God every in Judaism everyone knows when you say mm-hmm. I am you're saying you're God. Because he told Moses, I am who I am sent you. So I am is God's what God would consider himself. Jesus said before Abraham was I am. He's saying using the I am of you know of, of Exodus uh, uh twenty, I am the Lord your God, um who 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 to brought you down uh who brought you out of the land of Egypt. You know, by him saying I am, he's saying he's God. Now he doesn't need to say I am God. All he needs to do to say is "I am," because they know what that means. Because when he when he was ta- when he was talking to the Jews, he's he's using from what he told Moses, saying "I am that I am sent you." So by him saying "Before Abraham was I am," he's saying he's the "I am" that brought them out of the land of Egypt, and that's why they wanted to stone him because, like you said, claim to be God. He no, he wasn't claiming; he was stating mm-hmm. he was yeah. God. and
0: and I think that in well you know like i uh, it you could like try to explain this to someone and but overall you know they 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 will probably uh dismiss the arguments as to how jesus is is uh, the son of god himself but the way i look at it is that um everyone every like every human being needs jesus christ and needs salvation and if you present them the Gospel, oh, of course. Uh, they, it has power, and it actually mo- will move them in a way that they will never feel in their lives. And I, I think that that it, you, 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 you can't share this these mysteries in in not not just in in more rational in a rational sense, but also in the spiritual sense that that's how I would present it.
1: And I, and I agree with that way. There's so many ways that you can present it. Your your way works. There's so many ways to do it. It's just, you know, a lot of people, they tend to not want to... um, Because we're human beings, people... It's like people want to say how God should be. It's like, no, it's not about how God should be. God, God does not care about your opinion. God is God. Do I agree with certain things that happen? Well, I'm not going to tell God, God, I don't like what you're doing because... Why would I put myself in jeopardy of going to hell for other people who don't want to understand God? Like, I'm not going to put myself in that in that category of telling how God should run the universe. I've had many, you know, atheists and other people saying, oh, God should not do this. You know, why does God give kid cancer? And I said to myself, well, you have free will. And again, there's arguments about free will. You know, I've debated about that too. But, you know, if you want to choose what you want to do with your life, you know, you know certain things will – Happen, you could try to avoid it. It's like having, un, it's like having, you know, um, fornication. God says, "Do not fornicate," right? So if God says, "Don't fornicate," and you fornicate and get, you know, say, uh, let's say HIV or an NS, STD, well, you didn't want to listen to God. God said, "Don't fornicate." God said, "Wait till marriage," and you did it, and that's what happened. So you're gonna blame God for something that He told you not to do, and you want to did it anyway. Like, no, mm-hmm. that's not how it works. You listen to God, and he will avoid certain scenarios for you. Now, I'm not saying that God's not going to not give you cancer because a majority of cancer tends to be like a hereditary thing. Like they say, oh, if, if your parent has cancer, you're most likely to get it. I'm scared because in my family, cancer runs. And, you know, it's a, it's a hard subject for me because, you know, there's brain tumors in the family, and there's also prostate cancer. I don't want to get either. You know, I don't want to, I don't mm-hmm. want them to operate on my brain and, and cut off a piece of my memory that I'm not going to be able to, you know, remember a, 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 a wonderful moment in my life. Like, that scares me. But am I going to get angry with God, God forbid, if it happens? No, because if it's God's will, because of what, ha- like, the curse that we have because of Adam and Eve and what they did and it's embedded in my DNA to get it, like, I'm not going to blame God. I'm going to blame Adam. And actually, I do blame Adam. In fact, I'll be perfectly honest with you, there's days where I curse Adam and Eve. I say, because of you, and I start, I'm not going to say because we're on the show, but I start throwing F-bombs and D-words and saying, because of you guys, you know, I'm suffering. Because of you guys, I don't have this, 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 all because you don't want to listen to God. And then I say, God, forgive me for cursing them, but that's how I feel.
0: What I think, though, is um, I go for the Eastern Orthodox uh, understanding of this is that um, for me, there is no no, uh, no such thing as um, transmitted sin. For me, like, we're born. Oh, innocent. yeah, yeah, you know. That's we are how born I understand innocent. It.
1: We are born innocent. But what I mean is because, uh, yes, we're born innocent, right? But the sin nature is in us mm-hmm. because, remember, we're in a body. That's yeah, it is.
0: Die. I guess. True. The, the nature of, like, being. Sinful is there, but that we haven't sinned yet. Yeah,
1: no, that's why. We have, that's why mm-hmm. when people say, like, I had a friend say, t- say to me, he's like, man, I, I, am scared about, you know, if I don't baptize my kid because I don't want my kid to go to hell. And I look and I, and, and he's, he's he's a he's a he's a friend of mine, and I looked at him and I said, hey, listen, do you honestly think if a day, baby dies at birth, God's going to send it to hell? Like, I don't serve that kind of God. I serve the God that has compassion and and loves us and stuff. A God who doesn't have compassion is a God I would never serve. Like all these other gods. Like honestly, the God of Islam. Why would I want to serve the God of Islam? He sounds like a. He sounds like an a-hole. He sounds like one that like, oh, because I question you and quit, and because I question you and about Jesus, you're gonna send me to hell. Like no, the God that I know would let me seek the truth to find it for myself and decide, you know, through wisdom, you know. So.
0: Well, in defense for the Muslims, I I I think that um they they don't like say say that oh you're oh you're going to hell or strictly because you're not Muslim. A lot of them like uh, understand that there might be factors that y- that you you're not Muslim. Like for example, you were you were never re- reached or you never understood it in a way. Yeah, or yeah. It Was presented wrongly. No, but you know?
1: no, I get that. But no, in Islam, um. There's this huge belief in Islam that's embedded in Islam that if you question, like, oh, is Jesus really God and you pray to find out, like, you'll go to hell for that. That's what they believe. Ask any Muslim. That's why, you know, we have some people in our group who won't do it because they're afraid of going to hell. Because in Islam, if you question Muhammad and his teachings, you'll go to hell. So if I was, you know, following Islam and you're trying to preach to me about Jesus and his love. I would be scared because, like, yeah, sounds good, but, you know, in Islam, it states that if I question it and question that and go to it, I'm going to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. That's what they're taught. That is why they say, nope, your Bible's corrupted because they're embedded into them, that if they don't, that if they give in, they go to hell. So, when you have that problem, like, and this is why I get upset, like, why don't they use common sense? What kind of God would you serve that would not allow you to question? Like, it's like, did you see any evidence? It's like how you know, there's atheists today that don't believe in God because they said there's no evidence. Well, I clearly see evidence, but they don't use common sense about it. And um, you know, but like, like I said, like with Islam, they they can't question even previous, like unless unless Muhammad would rise from the dead and say, "Oh, guys, this is what this is correct." Still follow Islam. Like they're gonna keep going on with Islam and 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 not accepting anybody else's teaching. So with them. They basically need supernatural experiences. And from what I've observed, a majority of the Muslims that have converted from from Islam to Christianity is because of the fact that either Jesus came to them in the flesh or not in the flesh, but I mean like face-to-face, which there's a a testimony that I love by, and you should look it up, by Afshin Javid, who's who's now a friend of mine. You know, I I occasionally converse with him. Uh, He met, you know, Christ in July of 1989 face-to-face because he had a, a... a supernatural experience where he was being attacked by a demon. And he heard a voice say, bring the name of Jesus. And when he did, the, you know, the demon, you know, went away. And that bothered him because in Islam, they're like, "Why, like Jesus is just a man, and a prophet. So how, how can Jesus have the power to, you know, expel away a demon? So that, that bothered him. And he fasted and prayed and was looking for answers. He'd read the Quran back to back. And, you know, he was still confused. So he basically went. And, you know, told God that because he wasn't answering him, he was going to do whatever he wanted. And that on judgment day, he couldn't judge him because, you know, he wouldn't be just if he judged them. And he knew his heart, knew they saw him and wasn't giving the answer about Jesus. And he says, so I'm going to do whatever I want. And when that happened, you know, Christ appeared to him. At, at, like, at, like, if I'm talking to you, if I was to be next to you talking to you, it appeared to him just like that in all his glory. Mind you, he wasn't like in flesh, flesh, but, you know, he was in his glorified state. And, um, you know, he basically thought that Christ, that God was coming there to kill him because in Islam, the only way God comes to visit you is to wipe you out, you know. So he thought he's going to die. He's crying in the corner. And, you know, Christ walked over and touched him and said, I forgive you. And, you know, he was like, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Uh, I I know you're God, but, you know, I don't want, in my belief, I, you know, I'm not supposed to be, I don't know, I'm forgiven until Judgment Day. So who are you? And Christ, you know, said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And he's still confused by this because he's never heard of that. So he says, what's your name? And Christ says, I'm Jesus Christ, the living God. And then when that happened, he, like, his whole life changed. Like, he started following, you know, Christ and started preaching the gospel. There were situations where he was going to be killed for preaching the gospel. But because he had prayed and, you know, people got healed, like the disciples, like, he was he didn't die, and you know, to this day, he still. Every time he talks about his experience, he's always crying about it. You know, because it's like something that stuck with him forever. So there's that one experience, and then you have other Muslims who, you know, have dreams about 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 him. And in Islam, you know, dreams are a thing. So that's the only way that Muslims are getting converted nowadays. I really, I rarely see them converting by testimony because every time by 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 hearing the gospel, because they were saying. Oh no! Uh, show me where in the Bible where Jesus says I'm God. They always have that argument. Show me where He says I'm God. And you know, to that answer, I say, Well, show me in the Quran where it says, um, you know, that uh, that He's not God, or or that He or that He's only a man, or you know, this and that. So, I mean, there 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 are arguments back and forth. But the thing is, and this is why I tell Muslims or Islam followers of Islam's I say, why would you believe a book that came 600 years later? Muhammad in the Quran says, look to the Gospels, look to the Torah. So obviously, those manuscripts still existed in those days. Well, the manuscripts that we have are the same manuscripts that were available at the time of Muhammad. So, and they weren't changed. So, if they were the same ones, how can you say our Bible was changed? When was it changed? I mean, they started to say, oh, it got changed after Jesus. Okay. Well, what about the Old Testament? The Old Testament is dates back to, particularly with the Dead Sea Scrolls, date back like up to 1,500 years B.C. Wouldn't Jesus have said, you guys changed the Bible? Jesus never said that the Bible was changed. So if the Old Testament wasn't changed, and in the Old Testament it says the Messiah in Isaiah 53 is supposed to die for the sins of, 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 of basically the world, and then Daniel 9 tells you when the messiah is supposed to come and die which when you do the calculations was in the year 27 AD like um and that was in the old testament how can you say that our bible was changed and that jesus never died or was crucified when clearly in the old testament it says that that it was going to happen like i don't see why they don't use common sense about it
0: yeah but, but i think basically uh muslims believe that the the old the old testament i, I guess the bible you know, the, your previous revelation was corrupted is because Muhammad said so, you know, that's what I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, and
1: I could say I flew in the sky like Superman. That doesn't make it true.
0: <laughs> well, um, I, I don't want to insult them, but I, I think that's, that's the basic uh, ground or foundation of why they believe the Bible is not revelation, you know. Because, because Muhammad said so. <laughs>
1: yeah. But like I said, you can't really believe someone like just because they said it. I always say you always got to, you know, you always got to investigate for yourself. See, the difference between Islam and other religions is in other religions, you can question and look, you know, and they'll forgive you for doing that. Like if, if, if let's say, okay, I'm not a Jehovah Witness, but let's say I'm a Jehovah Witness, you know, I'm as Jehovah's Witness. I believe that you know Jesus Christ is Michael the Archangel, which doesn't make any sense because how can an angel be, be uh, like be a god? Like doesn't make any sense. Completely contradictory to those scriptures. But anyhow, let's say I, I was a Jehovah's Witness and I left and say, listen, guys, I'm gonna go do my own thing because I don't understand this, and I'm gonna go and seek the truth. And if I and, and if it's true, I'll come back. Well, if you did that, yeah, you'll be expelled. But if you come back, they'll forgive you and understand that you were just having a moment, you know, because they're all for- about forgiveness. Right, you can't do that with Islam. If you tell in Islam, I'm gonna go and seek the truth and see if Jesus really is God, they'll kill you for saying that. If you're a Buddhist or any other Buddhist, any other religion, if you want to seek, they'll let you seek, and then if you come back, they'll forgive you. Islam is the only religion where they'll kill you for it. Does that sound like a a, a, a true like God religion? No. And uh, but,
0: but well, you know like um you know I I have a, a lot of Muslim friends. I'm sure you you do have too. Like. Man, so do I. My
1: my stepdad is Muslim. Oh, yeah, my stepdad's Muslim. I'm trying to preach to him and to bring him to the Lord, but (laughs) it's kind of very hard because of their belief, Mm -hmm. you know. Because in his, in his, he stated, he said once before to my mother when they were married, he's like, I can't convert. If I convert, they'll kill me. He's literally stated that, like, that's how it is. So, yeah, I get it,
0: but but do they, the, the thing is that, um. When you you when you know that your faith is like real, then why why would you like uh, be scared if someone left? You know, be- <laughs> I, and I just don't get it. I guess, but maybe exactly. That I'm not, exactly but I'm but, saying, but not right? all Muslims, I guess, believe that um, in, in that in killing apostates, maybe it like it's like killing a traitor. That's how some of it would look at it.
1: Yeah, possibly, but. Uh... Yeah, so I I I you know disagree with it, and I to all the Muslims out there, you know it, who are listening. There's nothing wrong with asking God about the truth. If you want to know, find out if Jesus really is who he says he is. Just ask, quote unquote Allah, because no way God can punish you and send you to hell for questioning because you weren't there in the time of Muhammad to be uh to to witness the events. So common sense, God would know this. And God would say, okay, if you want to try and seek the truth, go ahead and find it for yourself. And if I'm the truth, you'll find your way back to me. Like, I believe God would do that because for God to not do that, you're making him sound like a tyrant.
0: And, and 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 um, you know, but my approach, you know, my approach is not to argue with a, like, philosophical or rational or theological. I would just present them more of a ph- phenomenological uh uh understanding of, of of the gospel. It's that um, when you accept Jesus Christ into your life and sincerely, truly uh, 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 let him into your heart, it, it's it's something that is just uh, out of this world and you, you just and undeniably, Uh, true and it's it will be self-evident when you when you are open open up to it you know and and that's the thing about the gospel is that um it's it is the what we all need and that in 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 a sense that you you understand your purpose and you understand that you are loved and you are able to love god and everybody everyone And, and and I guess that in in a way it's sort of like finding who we are and and finding who you are. that's what I think the gospel is. It's 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 like a lamb, a lost lamb finding home. That's what I think. That's how I view it.
1: Exactly, I completely agree with you, one hundred
0: percent. Yeah, because the the problem is like when you argue with someone, like you you debate them or you you put put it irrationally. It becomes like uh, some like uh, oh you're attacking my intellectual pride like I'm a Muslim or I'm a Buddhist or I'm an atheist oh so, so uh, I'm, pro- I'm like you think I'm stupid and and that my what I believe to what I think what I think to be right is wrong you know you're oh you you just but to me it, it, I'd rather uh, not do it that way and just talk talk to them in spirit you know talk to them in, in a in a conversation focusing on the heart on the soul rather than on the thinking mind because the thinking mind will always like fight back that that you know it, it's it's really different oh
1: yeah um, oh yeah yeah exactly yeah but the thing is you can't be afraid to 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 think because mm-hmm. otherwise yeah you have no identity of yourself
0: yeah and like, thinking is essential but and uh, but, uh, but 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 in the case of the gospel it's more of a that you have to look at the person as a in the in the whole of him you know or her so you have to uh, always consider the that for every per- thinking person out there who believes that they are rationally right, there's always someone who who their spirit groans for the true answer. That, like that's why a lot of atheists or God uh, result in nihilism and depression because the, the this actual their beliefs or what they the, their worldview actually reflects their own their own soul you know and it it really shows what what that the human condition needs god that we need to be able to have this connection with with something greater than us so uh, yes yeah, so I, yep. I wanted to ask you a question uh w- one last thing because we're almost an hour now bro and it's been awesome take, talking to you alphonse so not a
1: problem not a problem, not a problem. so um no, how no how
0: Because you're a director, I would ask you, how are you going to use your career in a way to glorify uh, Jesus Christ?
1: Well, I'm a little nervous about saying that because then I'm going to have people uh, chasing after me. Oh, no. uh, (laughs) How I plan to glorify the Lord is, you know, I plan to make the money that I make, you know, in the business, Mm -hmm. take what I need to survive, and then use the rest to help out the world with whatever needed. So, for instance, if, if I walk into a hospital and someone is needing, you know, money for a chance but I can't afford it, I will dish out the money to pay for that expense, you know. I'm going to create an organization for that. Um, obviously, I'm not going to say, you know, when that would happen because, like I said, I don't want people, like, chasing after me for money saying, oh, you said you'd help, you said you'd help. You know, because uh, I'm only one man. I'm not God. But I'm going to do the best that I can. And uh, also... I plan to, you know, go ahead and, and, and preach the Gospels, you know, out to, you know, people who don't believe, show them how God has changed my life and, you know, and, and help, you know, them to change others and pay it forward and all of that stuff. Now, what, the interesting thing is, is that, you know, I like scary movies. It's my number one genre and a majority of the genre I will be doing when I do Succeed in Hollywood. And people say, how can you, you know, love God and love that those type of movies? And I said to myself, well, listen... You know, sometimes God takes – uses – will take an evil situation and turn it to good. There's been many times where I've thought about suicide, okay? And, you know, when I've been feeling, like, really depressed. But this was prior to an experience that I had because I have had an out-of-body experience and been to both heaven and hell. But prior to that, um, you know, I I would be in, like, a depressive state wanting to kill myself. But then I would watch a favorite scary movie. Uh, or one of my favorite scary movies. And that movie would make me not want to kill myself because I told myself, if I kill myself, I won't be able to watch this awesome movie again. So I can't do it because I love this movie too much more than killing myself. So for to someone to tell me that horror movies are bad, no, they're not bad because if it saves someone's life, it's a good thing. And God glorifies that movie by saving your life. So in my defense, when I do make those types of movies... I told people that I'm going to have the character that survives that actually serves the Lord. So there'll be like a girl reading a Bible, and she'll be the only one that doesn't die because she serves God. And if there's like some kind of like ghost chasing after everybody, she will kill the ghost in the name of Jesus, you know? So I will be glorifying the Lord like in the horror genre when I do do those films. But aside from that, you know, as I said, I'm going to, I'm going to, I do plan to make movies about, you know, the Lord. Um, biblical books I want to explore Enoch and all these other things um I also want to explore the whole alien concept which again is um, uh biblical and um, yeah that's what I plan to do I just want to you know help save as many souls as I can because you know I, I, I look at humanity and the fact that a majority of people are dying I mean I have a friend who's uh, Indian um, she was raised in a Catholic Church and she she used to go to Catholic Church and she because of like experiences she all, she's agnostic she believes there's a higher power but she doesn't believe in the god of the bible and you know i'm i'm trying to save her soul because you know i think she currently she says she's currently sick and may have you know colon cancer and if she does i want to save her before she dies because before her last breath i want her to confess that jesus is lord and savior you know so that she can have eternal life so i'm in, i'm in a battle i'm in a battle trying to you know save as many people as i can from hell because you never know when someone's last day is. And you want to make sure that they have eternal life just like you do.
0: Yeah. And I guess that, um, uh, you know, we all have our indiv- individual gifts. And we can all use them to for, for Jesus, you know?
1: Yeah, okay. exactly. Um,
0: and so, uh, yeah, um, uh, Alfonso, thank you so much, bro. It's been awesome talking to you. And I hope that we could have more conversations to come
1: likewise likewise i look forward to it and thank you for 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 having me on your show this was actually my first time so you know when i do become successful people will be looking back at it and you'll be getting a lot of views on it. (laughs) awesome bye man all right take care god bless brother
0: so that's the end of it thanks for tuning in guys this is your host elmo ador jr and Thank you for listening in and please subscribe. Please follow us on Facebook. Please please follow this. Please. Thanks.